Welcome to Voices from the Field, a podcast from the National Collaborating Center for Aboriginal Health. This program focuses on innovative research and community-based initiatives, promoting the health and well-being of First Nation, Inuit, and Métis peoples in Canada. In this episode, we hear from the people behind Mete Achimuin, a study into First Nations women expressions of heart health. After some self-introductions, the team members provide an overview of the project and some of the main themes that emerged from the study. My name's Lorena Fontaine, and I'm from the Sagging First Nation in Manitoba. I'm also an associate professor at the University of Winnipeg in the Indigenous Studies Department, and I'm one of the lead researchers on the Mite Achmuan Heart Health Project, and we looked at heart health expressions of First Nations women in Manitoba. So my name is Annette Schultz, and I am the other co-lead of this project. And I'm an associate professor with the College of Nursing at the University of Manitoba, and I'm a settler from Alberta. I come from French and German background. My role was creating the grant and then also guiding along as we went through the process of actually holding the digital storytelling workshop as well as then being able to start to disseminate what came out of the study. I'm Lisa Forbes, Cree, Métis, Scottish from Treaty 1 Territory in Winnipeg. And my role in the project was project coordinator. Mostly what I did was all the technical details of the digital story workshop, the aspects of getting the technicians together. But the most important part and the best part was talking with the women, organizing the details with them and arranging things with them. So I got to know them pretty well. We wanted to get the perspective from First Nations women on what heart health is. And then we also wanted to get some ideas from the women on why our our heart is important to our health. We wanted to capture this information in in digital storytelling format, images as well as teachings. We thought it would be more accessible to the Aboriginal community and We also wanted to allow the women to be able to be expressive with their knowledge. Because we don't hear Indigenous knowledge. We we don't. It's never part of the environment that we live in. The reason I say that it was so rewarding for me is because I did get to hear Indigenous knowledge, things from my own culture, from people who know, from experts, which are the elders in our community. And we never, ever see that as being important, as being actual knowledge or facts. Uh, Stories are considered to be anecdotes or myths, but in actuality, it is knowledge, and it's the way knowledge has been transmitted for thousands of years on Turtle Island. One thing that really intrigued me about creating these digital stories, you know, how to have research that's there for Indigenous people and not research that helps to understand them for the rest of the health world. We don't have information about health and how to take care of your health that would be coming from an Indigenous worldviews. I'm somebody who really likes to challenge very dominant ways of thinking. And in medicine or in healthcare, biomedicine is 
the game in town. It is the way that we look at things. And so when it comes to heart health, it means looking at the physical heart. It means looking at the individual and what they're doing or not doing and how do we help them be different. This would be something that could begin to sort of create some space to then gather some knowledge that definitely steps outside of all of that, which then is something that you know, I'm not a Pollyanna, it can't go out and change the world, but it can begin to challenge and disrupt some of the more dominant ways that we think about heart health. The two findings that jump out are that all women had experienced racism in the healthcare system, and all women talked about the impact the residential schools have had on their heart health in a way that I think highlights the fact that a lot of First Nations people don't just view the heart as a physical part of our body, that it's really connected to our spirit. One of the comments that really stuck out for me is the fact that First Nations people have broken hearts. Part of that comes from the disruption that we've had with our family systems, Our families have been broken up literally because of the residential schools. But then a lot of the women talked about the fact that they didn't have relationships with their parents at all. And so they were very wounded by that experience and still has um, an impact on them. Elements of spirit and relationship and family have an impact on our health. Family is medicine. It was a a theme that we heard a lot of where women spoke of their relationships with their grandchildren and their children and people in their lives. And to the extent that they were healthy, it was in relation to the the relationships they had in in their lives. If you were seeing your grandchildren, if your family was visiting you in the hospital when you were having surgery, all of those things were part of healing. And not having those things would mean that your heart, your health, and your spirit wouldn't be well. So people played a key role in health and in healing. The thing that struck me the most, and remember, I'm a health professional, so I've been out there for decades, working with people, working with people around their health, how do we do that? And when it comes to cardiovascular health, I know in that world, the first thing that comes up is how do we educate people to be better to look after their heart? And in particular, then, when you look at a population that's been identified where there is um, an increased burden of illness or disparity, meaning they have higher rates, they're younger when they first get sick, they have worse health outcomes because there's more comorbidities, of course, where people will start to go in their thinking is, so what are they not doing? How come this is happening for them? And very quickly, we will talk about things like eating properly, not smoking, not drinking, exercising more. And what I was struck with with these women who, by the way, all of them are women who have either had a heart condition or have cared for somebody who has had a heart condition. They know this stuff. Like there is nothing further that needs to be educated when you come from that biomedical place. So when I, I remember when I was thinking, I thought if 
all you're going to be interested in is how they understand what Western medicine would have to offer them, you would hear about 25% of what these women put into their videos and, and put in the thought they put into their stories. I had a conversation with one of the elders about the teachings around heart health, and they didn't talk about exercising or eating properly. They talked about the fact that our whole healthcare system was embodied in our way of life. It's being on the land. It's eating the foods, our traditional foods. It's going out to hunt, so we're being physically active. And that when we come home, we're with our families, we're with the people that we love. And the physical part, the activity that we engaged in, in hunting and trapping and fishing, that allowed us the exercise that we needed. Like when I think of those women and the things they told us, sure, they had physicians, yes, they thought about walking daily or doing yoga, they thought about the food they'd eat, but they also thought about places in their life where relationships had been disrupted. And what did they need to do to mend or fix that? I think this project allowed the women to talk about these experiences in a way that they couldn't to, for example, a physician when they're getting treatment or when they're going to talk to a doctor about their ailments, their physical ailments. In particular, because they don't feel like they're seen as somebody who has knowledge or any type of insight. So I remember some of them saying, I go and I get given these pills, but they don't even tell me why I take these pills. And it's like they don't see me as a human being and how they wish they would be seen as a person. And again, it's about relationship. So it's not that they don't want Western medicine. It's just they want to be informed about it, but then they want to make the choices about how best to look after their heart. There has to be a different conversation about what affects heart health of First Nations today, and I think this project allowed the women to do that. We've taken the videos and shown them to medical and nursing students, and what we find is that it's, it helps if we show the videos in a context of the students first having some exposure to teachings about residential schools and about cultural safety and healthcare. And then the most important part is to see the videos and then have peers of the students having discussion about the videos. And then we find that people are hearing the kinds of things that we want them to think about, to think about their patients, their Indigenous patients as individual people, and that different things are of concern to their patients than they would have thought of. So for them to be able to place themselves, that they have a culture and that their patient's culture may be different, but that they're open to listen to it. And we, we felt that that combination of having a bit of a context, plus the videos, plus peer support discussion, we sort of thought it was looking like the their minds were were being more open to hearing things that they maybe hadn't known before. So by doing that, having the context and setting the peer support afterwards where there's dialogue, I think it opens space for them to really begin to think about how they would integrate what they've seen. You know, not just watch these and either essentialize First Nations people or just feel sorry for them or something. Because I know with the nursing students, I remember one of the groups actually said, well, we were really surprised. We thought 
they were going to like talk about their doctor's visits and then being in the hospital and stuff. And that's not what these women are talking about. So do you see how that's locating this whole notion of First Nations uh, women's expressions still situated as if it's only going to happen within a biomedical setting. And that is not what these videos are about. And what the videos challenge medical students to think about is what kind of life history do the patients have? For example, trauma might not just be physical trauma, but it could be historical trauma that's affecting the whole family unit or a whole people because they've experienced oppression. So I think it starts pushing us to ask different questions about what's affecting a person's health. And you're right, then we are stepping beyond just looking after the physical body. Historical trauma of residential school, but also other colonial practices that we've had going on, like the subjugation of traditional knowledge. Because I think as we start to speak about it, and we take steps to acknowledge it, those are some really good initial steps of reconciliation. Sometimes I think for health professionals, there can be this sense of they feel bad about what's happened and how do I begin to do anything? And there can be shame there as well. And instead of that, it's not like um, you need to take and make everything be better, but it is about being humble and starting the conversation and realizing that people in the healthcare within the structures in our world are in positions of power. And so we are the people who also need to begin to open those doors. Hopefully that medical students or people that work in the area of heart health will start looking at the kind of questions that they're asking their patients, that they start asking the questions differently, and that they start spending more time with the people that they're treating. For more information on the Matea Chimowin study and the people behind it, or to hear more podcasts in this series, go to the Voices from the Field homepage. It's located on the website of the National Collaborating Center for Aboriginal Health, nccah.ca.